Hey there, this is Grace Jensen, host of the Newlywed Show podcast. I have been married to my husband's ex since 2016, and we have two little girls. I'm almost finished with my bachelor's degree in family studies, and my dad is a couples therapist, so I picked up a lot growing up that's influenced my marriage for the better. I started the Newlywed Show because I need you to know three things. One, whatever is going on in your marriage, you are not alone. Two, you can learn how to have a great marriage. And three, marriage matters. Your marriage matters. As you level up your marriage, you will learn skills and things about yourself that will translate into you leveling up in every other area of your life. Thanks for being here and enjoy the episode. Hello, happy Wednesday or whatever day you are listening to this. I am releasing this the Wednesday after Memorial Day. And so before I get into the episode, I thought I would just make a quick note that I was thinking about a lot yesterday. There are a lot of really great things to do on Memorial Day to honor our fallen soldiers. If you have never been, a lot of VFW, which stands for Veterans of Foreign War, um, a lot of VFWs will do ceremonies every Memorial Day, um, oftentimes at the seminary or maybe at the post. So if you are not hooked up with your local VFW, I highly recommend that you do that. But If you have never been to one of their ceremonies, I also highly recommend that you make that a priority next year. They are really moving. I have always learned a lot by being there. And they're usually in the morning, so you can go in the morning. They're generally like 10 o'clock, so you go before it gets too hot, and then you still have the rest of your day. But anyways, that's actually not what I wanted to say about Memorial Day. I was thinking a lot yesterday about how we can honor our fallen soldiers and Something that I've learned in the past year um, is that the military does not hold an allegiance to any singular person, not the president, um, not even specifically whatever their leader is, general lieutenant, whatever. They don't hold allegiance to those people. They hold allegiance to the Constitution, ultimately, first and foremost. And so... In this time where we're hearing so many different things about uh, where politics is just so hot all the time, (laughs) I think that something that we could all do as Americans to honor those fallen soldiers is to better understand the Constitution and what it says and not what a politician or a pundit says that it says, but actually go read it. If somebody is saying that something is constitutional or unconstitutional, see if you can go find it in the in the Constitution. And there is a website. Um, I think it's called like the Annenberg Classroom, A N N E N B U R G. I think that has kind of like a uh, cliff notes of the Constitution. So it has the whole Constitution, but then it kind of helps translate it into more modern day language to help you understand. And that can be really helpful. Uh, I just hear a lot of things right now that a real quick clarification of what this amendment says or something like that can kind of help um, answer some questions. And we have a lot of really pressing issues in the world today. And I think it would be really fantastic if as Americans, we could stop debating over things that the Constitution clearly states. (laughs) 
Does that make sense? So just a little bit of food for thought. If maybe you didn't do anything and you wish you had, then maybe that's something that you can go to today. All right. So today, with Memorial Day traditionally kind of being the kickoff of summer, although I heard that the Northeast got some very wintry weather, hopefully that's done for you guys. But here in San Diego, it was beautiful. I have been feeling pretty like easy breezy today. And so I decided to prepare an episode for you guys about free or mostly free summer date nights that you can do in accordance with you or your spouse's love language. Before we get into this week's episode, I have some very exciting news. I'm about to literally change your life. And I would ask if you're ready, but I know you're not. Meet Jovi. Jovi is a little purple patch as thin and flexible as a piece of cardstock that was created originally to help relieve period discomfort, but I use it for so much more. Back pain, neck pain, knee pain. My husband steals it for back pain. My dad uses it for elbow pain. We gave one to my adopted grandpa because it helped his back pain. I have friends who use it for headaches. You get the idea. Jovi is drug-free, metal-free, electricity-free. You never need to charge it. It literally just absorbs the pain signals in your body before they can reach your brain. And the best part is that Jovi will work until you lose it. Use it till you lose it. I can just slip it under my clothes and it moves with my body and no one can tell that I'm wearing it, which I love. And within a few minutes, my discomfort just fades away. Go to meetjovi.com and use code GRACE20 for $20 off and get your life back. Don't waste any more time or focus trying to manage your cramps or back pain. Just grab your Jovi and get back to living life. Use code GRACE20 at meetjovi.com for $20 off. So I'm so grateful that the five love languages have become really mainstream over the last five or 10 years. However, if you haven't heard of it, welcome to the club. Let me explain it to you real quick. So the five love languages are five different ways that you tend to give and receive love in the most meaningful ways. And they are really helpful in marriage for pretty obvious reasons. I think that, you know, the name, the love languages is very apt because if you are speaking a different language to somebody than what they understand, then even if you're saying nice things, it's not going to make as much of a difference. (laughs) So those five love languages are touch, words of affirmation, gifts, service, and quality time. And giant asterisk, I think always needs to be said with touch is it doesn't just mean sex. Not at all. Like if you take sex out of the equation, and you never really would care if your spouse held your hand or put their arm in your back or whatever, touch probably isn't your love language. Um, And so there are a thousand quizzes online that you can go take if you're not aware of what yours are or your spouse's is. Um, And most people have kind of a couple, like they may have one big main one and then like one or two secondary or tertiary ones. And uh, so don't feel if you start looking into those a little bit more, don't feel bad if you're like, well, I feel like this one, but I also feel like this one a little bit. That's okay. That's just fine. And also sometimes an easy way to figure out what your top love languages are is to do process of elimination. So what would you be okay getting if you only got it once a year? Would you be fine if your spouse only 
hugged you once a year or gave you a compliment once a year, that's words of affirmation, or gave you a gift once a year, or acts of service would be like if they um, helped you do the dishes or helped you study for a test once a year or quality time, like if you only had one-on-one time once a year. And I mean, I'm okay, maybe thinking about only having them once a year is a little dramatic, but you get the idea. Think about it in terms of uh, process of elimination if you struggle to No, I think it's also helpful to think about what are the most meaningful things that people have done for you throughout your life. Um, Has it been gifts? Has it been a compliment that somebody said to you? Has it been a hug somebody gave you at just the right moment? And um, so maybe if you're still trying to figure out your own or your spouse's, and if for whatever reason you don't want to take a test, you feel like a test is inconclusive, whatever... Then two other ways that can be helpful is one, how do you or does your spouse show love to other people? Like if they are trying to reach out to somebody who's having a hard time, what do they do? What do they gravitate towards? Is it baking cookies? Is it writing a letter? Is it wanting to go see them? What is most consistent in what they gravitate towards? And then also within your marriage, what have you, what has your spouse been um, disappointed in you the most? Or what expectation for your relationship has your spouse held for you that you didn't really even think about until they expressed it for you and vice versa? What thing did you expect from your spouse that didn't even seem to really cross their mind and that you have to be really direct about. Like gifts isn't my top language, but it's definitely in like probably second or third in there somewhere. And so, and it's like absolutely not on the radar at all for Zach, not one bit. And so our first Valentine's Day when he said, we'd never had a Valentine's Day together until we were married just because of the timing of when we were dating and not dating and all of that. And he a couple of days beforehand, he was like, well, you know, Valentine's Day, what are we doing? And I was like, oh, well, we don't have to do anything big. And in my head, I was assuming that he at least get me like flowers and chocolates or or pick me up something. And then so, you know, Valentine's Day, I like woke up and waited all day. And then finally, like eight o'clock, I was like, babe, like, I'm feeling disappointed because I said we didn't need to do anything big, but I looks like you haven't done anything. (laughs) Um, And so he ran to the store and picked me up, I think like a rose and some chocolate real quick. But he, because gifts, which is kind of traditionally a very Valentine's-y thing, it's just not on his radar at all. When I said we didn't need anything big, he just was like, huh, don't need to do it. So there's an example of what I am talking about. Okay, so I have two, at least two date ideas for each love language. Some of them I have three. Uh, So let's start with touch. And these first two both involve YouTube. So I think something that would be really fun to do, and honestly, I don't know how Zach and I haven't done this before because his primary love language is touch, is you could YouTube different like massaging techniques for like hands or feet or things like that. And you could practice on each other. I think that would be really fun. Like I said, I really don't know how we, how we haven't done this before because we give each other massages all the time. Also, 
I like really hate this cultural connection that we have that like if your spouse gives you a massage, then like you have sex later. I don't get what that is, but I don't like it. Can we just toss it? Because massages are great and they're so good for you. They have so many health benefits. (laughs) Like why do we always have to attach it to sex? Jeez. Anyways, something I feel strongly about. So that's one idea. Another thing that we have done is YouTube like a ballroom dance class and practice on that together because then you're close to each other and you're listening to music and that has been really fun for us. Um, And then our third idea or my third idea is sock wrestling. And if you don't know what sock wrestling is, it's really simple. You both put on socks, the higher the better. Money, if you've got compression socks, that would be amazing. And then you just try to wrestle the socks off of each other. And whoever gets the other person's, both of the other person's socks off first wins. So I think that is a great workout. (laughs) When I have done that, it's really fun. You know, if there's like a big size or fitness difference between you and your spouse, then you can, you know, decide to have, you know, maybe your husband's really a tall dude and you can have him only wrestle with one arm or whatever. You guys can figure out what works for you. But that could be a really fun date night. All right, next, words of affirmation. And there's no particular order that I wrote all these things down. And by the way, like there is zero hierarchy about what love languages are like better than others. Um, The best love language is the one that is yours and the one that your spouse has. So words of affirmation. One really fun idea that requires a little bit of prep work on your part is to create a treasure hunt or a scavenger hunt where on each clue you could write something that you love about them. And it doesn't at all have to be related to the locations. If you did somehow connect it to the locations, that would be extra. That would be really cool. But do a little treasure hunt or a scavenger hunt where you include little things that you love about them. Um, Another idea is if you wanted to cook something together, or this is even something you could do if you're like cooking dinner together or something like that. While whatever you are making is in the oven, you could sit down and either take the time to write love letters to each other that then maybe you read over while you're eating whatever is in the oven or play a game that my family played growing up that I loved called What I Like About You. So you pull out like chocolate chips or a little treat and then you take turns saying nice things about each other. And then each time you say something nice about the other person, you get a little treat. So that is a really fun game that is really easy. And maybe even you like keep a candy bowl out on the counter. And if you want to get one, then you have to say something nice to your spouse. How fun would that be? Next, gifts. And I have to advocate for gifts for a second. As I said earlier, it's probably my third, maybe my second. And oftentimes, I think people with gift love languages get a bad rap for being materialistic, which I really don't think is the case at all. And honestly, I feel like it is very easy to be efficient with a spouse who loves gifts. Because for me, the value is not just getting a gift. um, But then every time I see that gift, even if it's something I don't use very often, I 
think of Zach and I feel grateful for him and I remember what was going on at that time and it gives me the warm fuzzies. So like that is the value of flowers. I know that a lot of guys are like, why you have flowers? They just die, blah, 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 blah. And if that works for you, that's fine. But the value in flowers is that every time I walk past them or smell them, I think about how Zach loves me and I think about how grateful I am that he got me those flowers and it just like gives me like the warm tinglys and the butterflies about Zach all over again. Okay, date ideas about gifts though. One, and this wouldn't be totally free, is that you could go antiquing or thrifting together and uh, maybe at the end of the night, you take like a 15 or 20 minute break, depending on, you know, maybe you're going down a street or you just go to one store and really go through it. At the end, you take a little bit of time and one of you leaves the store and the other one goes in and like picks out something for you. And then they come out, but they like have it in a bag so you don't see it. And then you go in and like pick out a little something and buy it for your spouse. Does that make sense? And then you can show each other what you bought for each other and explain why you got it for each other. Um, and then another idea is to get them a meaningful gift and use it together. Um, so, or, you know, maybe like get them a gift and say, like, if, you know, there's like a hair clip that your wife has been eyeing, like get them that hair clip and then say, hey, like, let's do this date this weekend. And I think it would be perfect if you wore it. Something like that kind of thinking about like, what gift could I get them that would be perfect for them to use on this date um, would be really fun. So gifts, I feel like if you are not a gifts person, gifts can be a hard one to kind of like wrap your head around. That at least is what I have seen in my life with having some people in my life who are very much gift people and some people in my life who are very much not gift people. But I feel like once you do kind of get it, then it, um, like I said, it's really efficient and you can get a lot of mileage out of like doing just a few thoughtful things, like getting a few thoughtful gifts. Um, next one, acts of service. This is a big one for me as well. Um, one is help them with a project that they have been working on. So if they have been trying to do a do-it-yourself home project or, um, I mean, just really anything, help them with it be an extra set of hands, say, hey, I know you've been working on this. You want to get this done. Can I help you? Or maybe they have really been wanting to go through that clutter closet that we all have. <laughs> say, hey, like, let's go through this tonight. Or um, can, you know, maybe it's even just painting their nails. Can I help you paint your nails tonight? Or can I help you practice this thing for this sport that you're playing. And honestly, I don't know if you'd call this a date night, but I feel like helping your spouse study could probably fall into this category as well. Um, so that's an idea. And then another one is to work with your spouse on serving somebody else. Because if that's how they receive love, then they probably love giving service to other people. But service inevitably, it just by the nature of the beast, it always takes time. And so if you can like bake cookies together and then doorbell ditch them, or if you can go sing at a nursing home together or something like that, then the activity 
they will really be filled by, your spouse will, and having you serve with them, I think they will be really filled by. And then the last one is quality time. And this I'm pretty sure is my number one. And first and foremost, the most important thing with quality time is to just put your phone down and prepare to have thoughtful conversation. So I think that in terms of date ideas, quality time is really like the easiest thing. Like most date ideas that you hear will involve quality time. And I think um, different people like different types of quality time. So a little bit kind of pay attention to your spouse and what they like to do. But some ideas are one, go stargazing, perfect summer activity. And two, watch a documentary and talk about it afterwards. Like pick a documentary that sounds really interesting to both you and your spouse and watch it and then make sure that you don't start it so late that by the end of it, you're exhausted, right? Like make sure to talk about it throughout the documentary. And that's one of the fun things I feel like I love about documentaries is they really stimulate conversation because they're like reveals and things you're learning throughout it. And like, it's just it gives you something really fun to talk about and like a lens to learn about each other through. So watch a documentary, talk about afterwards. And then another really easy one is just going on a walk together or riding bikes. Now, depending on where you're riding bikes, some bike paths will lend themselves more to talking than others, which is why my husband and I don't do more biking, even though we both individually really like biking. Um, but going on a walk, super easy. You can do anywhere. Like I said, put your phone in your pocket, hold hands, just go. It's also a really great one to do with kids too, especially if you have kids who you can still stick in a stroller. So hopefully that gets your wheel spinning about fun things that you could do for dates this summer. I think people are kind of moving into their summer routines. They are, uh, hopefully most of you are done with school and the hours are long and it's just so nice to be outside. So if you haven't worked in regular date nights, then I encourage you to try and figure that out now. Um, Zach and I don't have a regular date night, but because I am quality time, it is something that gets prioritized in one way or another. Um, Even though we don't always call it like a date night. So good luck. And let me know if you do any of them. I'd love to hear about it. And if you have any other ideas or fun things to do with the love languages that you think I should talk about. Have a good week. Before I sign off until next week, I wanted to remind you that you can help support the podcast and experience the life-changing magic of Jovi by going to meetjovi.com and using code GRACE20, GRACE20 for $20 off. I have had Jovi for several months now and I have been working for several weeks now to get you guys a code and finally got one. So I'm really so excited to offer this to you guys. Feel free to DM me with any questions.